0: This podcast is brought to you by LineUpMedia.fm.
1: Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You're headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott.
2: It is that time guys for another episode of the Drop Podcast. Or some of you guys are calling it you, you guys have shortened it to TDP which I kind of like. I really do. So whether it's the Drop or whether it's TDP, we're here to give you an unbiased hockey talk about the Blues and about the important things going on around the NHL. After the first two games, the City of St. Louis was falling apart. They lost 5 to 1 to the Jets and they played well, not great for two periods, I thought. They ended up really falling apart in the third period, which seemed to happen a lot last year. The game against Chicago, they come out. I thought they played really, really well, took a 2 to nothing lead. And then Chicago just took it to them. Chicago kind of caught them kind of standing around. It's like the Blues got that 2 to nothing lead, and they thought they were good, but Chicago outworked them, took a lead 3-2. to two. The Blues come back quickly. Tied it at 3-3, to and then Butler got the goal to make it 4-3. to We thought we were doing well. And then, of course, uh, Jonathan Tays gets the goal in the third period to tie it at 4-4. to Go to overtime, and the Blues lose 5-4. to So moving on to this game, the Blues have had a couple days of rest. Hopefully they were able to change some things up. The key in the first two games, in my mind, mistakes. Big mistakes that good teams don't make all the time. Teams make mistakes in every game. Don't get me wrong. But there was too many of them in the first two games at important times of the game. So the Blues wanted to cut down on the mistakes. They wanted to come out early against the Flames. And I thought they actually looked pretty good against the Flames at first. I thought they played well. Jake Allen was playing well. You could tell this was going to be a little bit different type of game. I don't think Calgary was really playing a lot of great defense. I thought they were really an open style type of play, and uh, they would get the first goal. The former Nashville Predator and former Las Vegas Golden Knight player James Neal puts Calgary on the scoreboard early to make it one to nothing.
0: Here's Sam Bennett looking for his first on the backhand to the four. James Neal with the feed from Bennett and James Neal as his first goal is Calgary flame and they open the scoring here in St. Louis and it's only fitting that Sam Bennett gets the assist on this when you consider I said versus Nashville Tuesday Rick. I thought he played an excellent game and that confidence is really carrying over first opportunity and he gets it right back to Neal. You know James Neal is not going to miss that one. He put that in pretty nonchalantly. He knows what to do. Knows that he has to elevate it just enough over the goaltender, Allen.
2: I'm not a huge James Neal fan. He did what he had to do to put it in the net, and a guy like James Neal is not going to miss a shot like that. A very good pass from Bennett. Along with Bennett getting his first assist of the year, Brandon Dubé adds an assist also. Seven minutes, 32 seconds into the first. The Flames are up one to nothing. The Blues continue to put pressure on Calgary. And it would pay off because very quickly, within a span of a little over two minutes, the Blues would get two goals. The first one by Alex Steen on a beautiful pass by the youngster Jordan Kairou. And the second by David Perron, who you'll find out later, was going to have a big night for the Blues.
3: The Flames had numbers down low and Cash is in. Now Kairou comes in for Steen. He scores! Steen comes right back and the Blues tie the
4: game. That's the way to counter, holy jumping. Jordan Cairo with those quick little mitts of his. He just finds the left-handed Alexander Steen on the right side with a brilliant, brilliant pass. And great execution there by Steen. Off the faceoff, good pressure, good pinch by the defenseman, and now here comes Cairo. Just an excellent pass from Jordan Cairo, and a better shot by the veteran Alexander Steen, playing in his 901st
3: NHL game. Here is Anderson, under some pressure. Schwartz, the
4: turnover. Shin to Perron, shoots, he scores! And welcome back to St. Louis, Steven Perron. Coaches are looking for tweaks all the time. And David Perron going with Shen and Schwartz early in this game, paying off. And they certainly want David Perron to be quicker on the puck, quicker feet. But he's relentless when he's got it. He's tenacious. He drives people crazy. Because of Schwartz battling, he allows Shen to get in there. I thought Shen was going to shoot this puck somehow. Braden Shen makes a pass of all passes, and David Perron acknowledges that.
2: As I said earlier, that goal by Steam was set up on a beautiful pass. By Jordan Kairou. That goal would be Steen's first of the year. Kairou gets an assist. Bo was key on the play. Gets an assist. 7 minutes 44 seconds in. Not it up at one. And as you heard just 2 minutes and 4 seconds later. David Perron gets his first of the year. First of the night. Shin gets an assist. 9 minutes 48 seconds in. The Blues take the lead. And guys I'm telling you. They really took the momentum then. They had a great first period. Probably could have scored several times more. Calgary had a couple opportunities, but man, Jake Allen stood strong, kept it at 2-1, to and then with about two and a half minutes left in the first, the Blues added even more offense. Joel Edmondson, who is highly underrated for his offense, as Darren Pang will say, gets his first goal of the year, 17 minutes, 22 seconds in, the Blues have a commanding 3-1 to one lead.
0: Now Thomas goes wide, centers it. They score! Edmondson! And Thomas will get his first
4: NHL point with the assist, and it's 3-1. <laughs> Joel Edmondson, welcome back to the lineup. Sneaks up there in the slot all alone, all the way up the ice 200 feet. Bortuzzo with the stretch pass, and here comes Thomas down the right side, plays it in front, and all alone is Joel Edmondson.
2: Nice to have Joel Edmondson back. Actually, the other night in my other podcast, I was trying to say Edmondson was back, and I said Gunnarsson, and I got a lot of flack for it. No, Gunnarsson's not going to be back for a little bit. But Joel Edmondson was back and got a huge goal, his first of the season, to give the Blues a 3-1 lead. Barbashev got his second assist. Thomas gets his first assist and his first points in the NHL. As I said, the Blues had a huge first period. Played great. Still made a few mistakes. They outshot Calgary 14-8 and really dominated most of that first period. Going into the second period, you want them to continue come out strong. And man, did they come out strong. David Perron, just four minutes and five seconds in, would get a second goal of the game. His second goal of the year to give the Blues a 4-1 to lead on a power play goal
0: for Perron and then smacked around by Steen. Smith can't play it in front. They score! Perron a wide open goal as Smith is caught and it's
4: 4-1. Second of the game for DP57. They won't come any easier than this one here. The power play unit stayed on the ice and the entry into the zone with Alex Petrangelo dumping it back and then they played it up to the strong side. Steen dumps it in. The goaltender Mike Smith is usually so sure with these plays. Maybe he was thinking of his next play already, but it rolls over his stick. And there is David Perron.
2: That goal is all on Mike Smith. Went out of the net, and as Panger said, Mike Smith is known as one of the best, if not the best, goaltenders in the league at handling the puck. He mishandled it. Shin got the puck over to Perron. Perron puts it in for a second goal of the night and gives the Blues a 4-0 to one lead. As I said earlier, that was a power play goal. Perron second of the game, second of the year. Shin gets his second assist of the year. Steen gets his first assist of the year. The Blues power play looked good there. The Blues are up four to one. The Blues kept putting pressure on Mike Smith, continued to do that. It just looked like the Blues took the wind out of the sails of the flames and the Blues would get another power play and you're not going to believe who got another goal. That's right. David Perron gets the hat trick, and the hats come flying onto the ice.
3: Chen, and he gets free to the back. Perron, and a drive, and he scores, and the hat trick. Unless it was tipped,
4: we'll see. It's 5-1. Well, he's celebrating first, and that tells everybody in the barn that David Perron has got his second hat trick. October 16th against the Calgary Flames was his other. And here he goes again. And it all starts with a smart play by Alexander Steen. Keep it simple. Gets the puck, dumps it in. The blues support the far side on the hard around. And thanks for coming. Steen is in front of the net right there, causing great havoc. And it might have glanced off the skate of the Calgary Flame first. And yep, it's exactly right. And it never did touch Alexander Steen, but your eyes were correct. It did hit something. It was Austin Zarnik. In the high
2: slot. Huge night for David Perron. I mean, what can you say? You can't say enough about the guy. He was all over the ice last night. I just wish he would be that way every game instead of some games you just don't notice him. And other games you really notice him a lot, like tonight. He was really playing well, really had some great puck sense, knew where the puck was going to be, gets his third goal of the game, hat trick. And yes, those hats were flying. Proud of you, Blues fans, for showing your appreciation for David Perron. That would, of course, be his third goal of the night and his third goal of the season. Shin, who had a big night, gets his third assist. Schwartz, who plays hard every night, and last night was no different, gets his second assist. The Blues' second power play goal of the night, 19 minutes, 24 seconds into the second. The Blues take the lead out of the second period. Huge, huge lead, 5-1. to one. Although they were outshot by Calgary, 11 to 10 in that second period. We knew that Calgary was not just going to lay down and let the Blues continue just to dominate. Bill Peters coach teams normally are not like that. So you knew you were going to get a rush from them. You knew you were going to get something from them in the third period. And Derek Ryan makes it a little closer game, eight minutes and 17 seconds in. And the key to this was the Flames not allowing the Blues to get the puck out of the end there. They kept after it. They were down close to the goal. Kachuk was key in this, and it's 5-2. to
0: Poked away by Allen. Ryan gets a shot away. That never got through. Back into the crease with a pass. Here's Ryan again. Scores! Derek Ryan gets his first as a flame on a one-timer from the circle. And this line just didn't give up on the puck. Ryan with Kachuk and Zarnak. They get the pucks down low. Work it below the goal line. Ryan tries to come out front. And I like Zarnik, his vision. He just recognized quickly, hey, Ryan's open. Give him a good pass right on the tape, one-timer, and it's 5-2.
2: Ryan's first goal as a member of the Flames, first goal of the year. Zarnik gets his second assist. Kachuk gets his sixth assist. Eight minutes, 17 seconds in. You kind of feel the tide turning a little bit. Not greatly, but the Flames are getting a little more confidence, and they worked really hard to earn this goal. They really did. The Blues could not get the puck out. Ryan was down low. Kachuk was down low. Zarnik, they were all around the net. And eventually, from what you were watching, you knew something was going to happen. So it's 5-2. to two. You're not really expecting the Flames to give up. They didn't give up. They would get a flute goal, 11 minutes, 4 seconds in. Michael Backlund would get the credit for it. And then it would be 5-3. to
0: Leaves the puck for Mark Giordano. Long shot loose puck and front back and stop rebound they score winning off bennett and we'll see if this one counts the indication on the ice is goal but it went off bennett's skate you see petrangelo suggest it was kicked in it will be reviewed but sam bennett may finally have his first depending on this call right here in comes bennett oh my you know what it's petrangelo right it is Definitely from here, it appeared as though it was the left skate of Bennett, but it's not. It's the left skate of Petrangelo. That's so a that's good, good goal. It yep. won't. <laughs> Unfortunately for Sam Bennett, he has snake. bent. It's not going to be his goal, but. but he's a big part of it. Yep, for sure. Michael Backlund.
2: Like I said, it was a fluke goal. Petrangelo's skate was at the wrong place at the wrong time. It's now 5-3 to three Blues. Backlund gets his first goal, if that's what you want to call it. Giordano gets his third assist. Lenholm gets his second assist, 11 minutes, four seconds in. It wouldn't get any closer than that. The Blues closed the period out. They would be outshot, though, in the third period, 15-8. Like I said, Calgary gained a little bit of momentum in this game, but hey, no big deal. Nothing to worry about. The Blues won it. Teams are going to come back somewhat sometimes, and all that matters is that you get the win. Yeah, you would have liked for them not to come back and get a couple goals, but hey, like I said, one of them was a fluke. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. Shots on goal, 34 for the Flames, 32 for the Blues. Faceoffs, the first game of the year, the Blues were beaten in faceoffs. 54% for Calgary, 46% for the Blues. Calgary was 0 for 4 on the power play. The Blues were 2 for 6 on the power play. 30%, I'll take that every game. Penalty minutes, Flames had 14, the Blues had 10 hits, 16 for the Blues, 13 for the Flames, blocks 15 for the Flames, 11 for the Blues. Now, the Blues did have a little bit of bad news coming out of this game. Jaden Schwartz, who you know always likes to be in front of that net, puts his body out there, block shots. This puck went off of him, and now they don't know, last I heard, how bad his injury was. So let's go ahead and hear from Mike Yo on Jaden Schwartz's lower body injury.
3: Yeah, uh, he's got a lower body injury that uh I would say will make him questionable to questionable to doubtful. I'm not sure which one, but um I haven't been told that he's out for tomorrow, but um certainly not something that we expect to be long term, but um question mark for tomorrow. It's
2: like related to that puck he took off
3: the boot. Yep. Off he's his lower stop body. Doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's had some bad luck with that, but uh you know what? That's he has a lot of success by going to the net, and un- unfortunately, that's a little bit of what could happen when you're there. It was just a, a gamer too. There's few players that can bring what uh, Schwartz brings you, right? I mean that. that well, I mean, listen, Schwartz, is a huge part of our team. I think we saw last year that uh, you know the impact that it had on our team when he went out of the lineup. Um, but you know, we have to be stronger than that, and, uh, and again, we, we believe that we're a different team. Uh, we have more offense in our lineup, uh, and, and I, again, we go back to the summer and the moves that Army made to make us better, to make us stronger. Um, you know This should be one of those times and situations where that should come into play.
2: So Coach Mike gives us the update on Jaden Schwartz. This guy's got some bad luck when it comes to stopping pucks and pucks hitting him in the legs, but hey, he's an aggressive player. He wants to be in front of the net. He wants to help out the defense by blocking shots. Just a great, great player for the Blues to have. I'm hearing that he probably won't be back for the Blackhawks game for sure. He won't be back for Anaheim either. I think he's more questionable against the Blackhawks than he is Anaheim on Sunday. But I don't think you'll see him then either. Let's go ahead and get to the post-game interviews about the game, where we're going to hear, of course, from David Perron, uh, Mr. Hattrick for the evening, Jake Allen, who just had an awesome game, and of course, Coach Mike on this win over the Young Flames.
5: Schwartz is always a guy. I think. I think it's. Uh, he's easy to play with. He works so hard and gives you uh, chances. So you just got to get on the same page with him and work just the same. And uh, we created a lot of opportunity and uh, definitely felt good.
2: Did you feel like you were more engaged tonight and just yeah. active on, on a lot of things? Well, I
5: mean, it's it's quite different for sure. Uh, more of of everything. That's more. Kind of what I was used to from from last year, things like that. But yeah, it's uh, it's great. I, I thought uh, Steiner's goal really gave us some some energy too. A great pass by Cairo there, and uh, yeah, it was good. You almost had a fourth goal, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the right call. Let's just keep it that way. You, <laughs> you do anything you can to score goals, so I tried. Sure. Yeah.
4: You, you celebrated though. You were trying to sell it a little bit.
5: Yeah, I had an interesting one last year. I blocked a shot and. He passed it down the ice and put the, put in their own net. So I'll take any any way they go in.
6: David, you guys had four days to stew up after that last loss, just to finally get off the Schneider. Yeah. Even those three games in to get that first win has to feel good.
5: Yeah, it, it feels great for sure. We had a good practice week. And uh, I think that a lot of people were maybe starting to, to panic. But I don't think the players were. So uh, we put in the work this week. And uh, we just keep going. It's one win. And uh, again, uh,
6: we got more games ahead soon here. So. Let's keep focusing on that. Yeah, it was, it was good. It's great to see. You know, we did a lot of good things. Uh, it was impressive from my end. You know, um, you know, lots of pp's on both sides. Uh, you know, special teams are, you know, winning games and in, in this day and age of hockey, uh, and you know, the guys are moving the puck around great. I saw it. In the last, it was nice to have a of that long stretch. To be honest, you know, we worked on some things. We, you know, got got back to our, our rhythm, our routine, and guys snapped it around really nice out there
0: for yourself do you feel like you made some saves tonight where the guys really needed you to come up with that big save
6: yeah you know i've i felt solid coming off the last game uh, against chicago and you know try to get better this week uh, i felt felt ready out there tonight and you know it was uh even though we were up a few goals there on that five on three i was i think it was important for us to not let them get any momentum as a group you know they're uh, they're a dangerous team they're a good hockey team they can as you can tell they can Generate a lot from nothing, so I think it was it was crucial for us to find a way to kill those off. So uh, it, was, it was well done by them. can you
2: talk about defending and killing
3: off that five-on-three in the second period? How
6: big that was? Yeah, it was. Uh, like I just said, it was it was it was big. Uh, it didn't give them any momentum, uh, which was which was huge. So I think that was the biggest thing at the end of the day. What came out of it, you know, if if they got a goal off it, you know, they might have generated a little bit more, uh, you know, positivity on their side, and uh, it was nice to shut that down. The, the rough moments, too, at the end of the first, they get the penalty and then the, then the penalty shot. But you yeah. were able to kind of hold the fort there, too, as yeah. That's the way it goes. You know, It's you got to do what you can. You're not going to let a guy walk all the way in. And um, sometimes it's better to have a penalty shot than a power play, um, in, in a sense. And I just try to hold my ground as much as I could and um, not give him a whole lot.
2: Jake, are we starting to see more and more what
6: this team is capable of doing offensively with some of the spread-out scoring we're seeing right now? Yeah, I think, uh, I think you're seeing um, around the league as well but definitely from us you know it's it's the last two games you know we've we plotted quite a few goals and um it, and it's not coming just from one player you know it's it's, it's varying through our lineup and uh, that that goes to show our solid forward depth and and each every night it could be a different player you know it's not gonna we're not gonna lie on one guy all the time and uh that's great to spread the wealth around and you know not to put too much pressure on anyone either it's uh it's fun to see that, and it was from my end, it's it's nice to see the guys whip around like
3: that. Like we said in the first couple of games, there was periods of each of them. There's some quality. There's some good stuff. There was more good stuff tonight, but still, we're we're obviously not there yet. Um, but uh, but good result. Really happy for Jake the way that he played the game. I wish that we could have uh, done a better job in the third period, uh, but he was outstanding tonight, and uh, obviously found a way to score some big goals. But uh, but I still think that we can tighten up and be be better. Uh, at that point, it's just it's just like, you know, forget about how we got here. We've got a two-goal lead. We're at home. And uh, disappointing, you know, that we allowed them to crawl back into the game. But look at the opportunity we got. Let's get back to being aggressive. Um, aggressive but smart. I mean, we can still be smart with the puck, but – you know, we can still be aggressive in how we defend and as far as trying to play in the offensive zone, hang on to the puck, and, uh, and I didn't think we were doing that. I thought we were passive, and coming out in the third period, we, we were just kind of sitting around, not trying to execute, not trying to make, um, not trying to get to the offensive zone, and then, uh, and I didn't think we were very aggressive, and we still, still some puck management stuff, still some things where we put ourselves in some very poor, place places you know some of the decisions we're making we've got to be we got to, <clears throat> excuse me we have to be smarter so you
0: were
2: expecting a response David
3: he was uh I, I mean i thought i was expecting a response from that line uh, in fact yeah so i i didn't know result wise what they were going to get but i thought they were going to have a good night was it
4: just a case of maybe not having that losing some intensity
3: yeah yeah, intensity, uh, focus, whatever it is. I mean, uh, this is a 60-minute game and, and you're playing against good hockey teams and and uh, they don't quit. Why would they, you know? And so, and then next thing you know, against, especially against a team like that, you give them a little bit of life, a little bit of momentum and they just start feeling good and then the momentum starts to build and, and we have to learn from that. It's... Uh, You know it's too long of a year to to that game could have turned we could have lost the game and and we had losses like that last year so we have to learn from this because we missed the playoffs by one point last year and we had games last year where we let our foot off the gas and we allowed teams to get back into it so we have to be better outstanding outstanding job by the the killers the guys that were on the ice with them um, obviously, special teams were a big factor in the game tonight. Power play, two goals for us, and and that that penalty kill in particular, um, game-changing moment. You look at, uh, you know, we've got a period <laughs> in the first where we've got a, a, a shootout or breakaway goal, uh, or excuse me, a um, penalty shot, and also we have to kill a penalty right after that. So Jake was outstanding when when uh, called upon, and and then the special teams did a great job. You see that too often. That double- no, that's. I think that might be the first, yeah. But uh but to come out of that clean at the end of that that was that was big momentum um, swing for our group. Did you like what you saw from Edmondson? <clears throat> yeah, he had a lot for us. I mean, uh, he even looked good on the power play. We threw him out there in the third period. He played confident, he played aggressive. Um, you know, he's he's a big heavy body and he's he's tough to play against. Right.
0: has seen that kind of ability to be able to it seems like he knows how to make a read when you pinch in
3: the back yeah I thought I thought that as a group or you know I thought that our d there were some sometimes times where you know we were uh, I would say a little bit aggressive to the outside of the ice making sure we' Uh, not making sure that we had the numbers back and giving up some some rush opportunities. that they, ne- they don't necessarily lead to um, chances or, or goals against, but sometimes it just leads to the momentum of us having to... When you have your D-men back-checking too much, it's obviously not a good thing. Uh, but when we are on top of things and we are aggressive and we're killing plays before they can develop, we're a better team. Was that just
2: an in-game reward for Eddie there, putting
3: them on those power play? Uh, it, was, it was more... You know, I didn't think that our start to our third period was very good. We seemed to be on our heels, and um, we didn't have a whole lot of momentum going on. So we just wanted to make sure. uh, Obviously, we're trying to score a goal there at that point, but we also want to make sure we don't give up a shorty.
2: A great first two periods for the Blues. The Blues dominated the first two periods. I'm not saying Calgary didn't have times where they played well and caused the Blues to make mistakes, because they did. They're a feisty, feisty young team. And what shocked me was, I don't know if you guys realize this, but Kachuk, from what I remember, uh, for the Flames, only had about seven and a half minutes or so in the first two periods. I'm not quite sure what was going on with that, because to me he didn't look lazy in the first period. He didn't look bad in the second period. I don't know why Coach Peters kept him out and didn't play him more. There's got to be a reason why, but I was just really shocked. That the youngster Kachuk was not in there more. I thought uh, Derek Ryan played well for the I thought Derek Ryan, I thought Derek Ryan played well for the Flames. I thought Backlund played well. Giordano played well. They've got some good young talent and this team, if they play well and they can keep the goals down, they're going to be competitive in every game. This game they just weren't able to keep the goals down. The Blues were flying all over the place, had a good offensive scheme against them. And they just looked overwhelmed against the Blues. This is the first game I can honestly say the Blues looked faster than their opponent. They looked really slow against the Jets. Looked a little bit quicker at times, especially when they took that 2 to nothing lead over the Blackhawks. But after that, it kind of looked like they had bricks in their skates. And they looked really, really slow. Joel Edmondson, great to have him back. The Blues got to sign this guy to a long-term deal. You know, four years. I'd, I'd sign him for four years. Uh, Give him a contract where he's comfortable. He's played. He's done everything you ask him to. He come in and signed a lower contract than he probably wanted to this year. But uh, let's get him tied up long term. He's going to be a good defenseman. I think the odd man out in the future is probably going to be Carl Gunnarsson. Nothing against Carl, but I think in the future he's going to be the odd man out. That is unless the Blues decide to do something with Schmaltz. A lot of people are against Schmaltz. A lot of people are saying that the reason he's not playing is that he's not that good, blah, 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 blah. Trust me, guys. Jordan Schmaltz is just a young player that has made some mistakes. He's going to be a good player in this league. And for those of you that want to trade him right now and give up on him, don't do it. Don't do it because he's not playing much or he's made a couple mistakes. Mike Yo normally does not play the youngsters a lot. I'm sure it's very hard on him to let Kairu, Thomas, and Blay play as much as he's let them. And you guys don't think that's a lot, but uh, especially Thomas. But he's working him in there. We've got a plan. I see the Blues getting better. I'm hoping that they can play the same type of game against Chicago. Because honestly, guys, if they play like they did in the first two periods against Chicago and add a little bit of that oomph that they had against Calgary and that speed that they had against Calgary in the game against uh, Chicago tomorrow night, It's going to be a fun, fun game. One thing I wanted to get into, and I don't know if you guys are aware of this. uh, I'm very, very upset. Recently, uh, Austin Watson, we all know the uh, 27-game suspension he got. Well, the uh, NHL Players Association got involved and said that that was too much. That's, That's too harsh. And arbitrator uh, Shyam Das reduced it to 18 games. Are you kidding me? Are you really kidding me, arbitrator? I know the NHL says they're disappointed with the arbitrator's decision. But for the NHLPA to do this, you guys are wrong. You guys are totally wrong on this. It's been proven. I can see if there were accusations and it was proven that he didn't do what he was accused of. There's evidence there. It's been proven. Uh, You know, uh, Players Association, whether it's hockey, football, baseball, when the evidence is there and it's been proven and a league hands down a suspension, shut your damn mouth. Go with the suspension. Your player has done something wrong. Be a man. Admit you did something wrong. Admit you pushed your girlfriend, your wife, your significant other, whatever. Admit you were abusive to them. Don't go in and ask your players association, well, you know, I don't feel that this is, that, that this is good. This is too hard. Let, we're going to take this to arbitration. Shame on you, NHLPA. Shame on you. Well, that's my thought on that. I know you guys probably feel the same way I do. Let's hope that the NHLPA learns from this and makes adjustments in the future. I doubt they will, but we can hope. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this edition of the Drop Podcast. Or like I said, as some of you call it, TDP. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, treat others as you would like to be treated. And of course, let's go blues.
1: Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Drop Podcast. To get more of the Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance Descott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about lineup media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues.
2: This podcast was a
0: presentation of lineupmedia.fm.